let, let, let's have the XL Stargaze. Okay. What we think. Yeah. It's a clear and peaceful night. A delicious meal has been shared with new friends. The glow of the ammunition fire gradually subsides. All is well. But you can't shake the feeling there's something familiar about all this. There's something you're forgetting. They were just lighting the ammunition on fire. Yeah. Uh, next. And PM is staring intently at the spirograph on the side of the temple. Of course. Now you remember. You must deliver a message to John right away. Next. She scampers off to go do that, and the, the two boys take a look at each other and just go, Oh, women. PM retrieve package. And this is PM back in the past, uh, which is to say the present. Yes. You conclude you have no choice. You'll march right up to him and ask politely for the package. Wait a minute. What's this? It's a, a one of those things that said... Yeah, it's one of those tablets that uh, has been purely, you know, chiseled. With a, what appears to be the sperm beta. That's what it looks like. And it, it says, Ugh, crappy, sorry, from John. I click next, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, boy, she's really looking close at that image. It's a carved mini tablet. The carving is not especially clear, to say the least. But your wealth of delivery experience allows you to decipher it immediately. It's the other parcel the agent's holding. It appears you'll need to acquire both from him now. It's your sworn duty. PM ready sword. You don't have a sword. You're quite sure it would never occur to you to carry a sword or resort to violence under any circumstance. You'll have to take a more diplomatic route with this fellow. Boy, uh, something happened to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, fucking apocalypse will do that. Yeah, true. Uh, AR, doff your hat to the attractive female. You doff so furiously that you're in danger of starting a hat fire. Probably not the best idea around all this oil, especially without any sort of flame suppressant handy. The words flame suppressant are a hyperlink to a uh, Google search for Barbasol shaving cream. Uh, and then, as I do with everything here, I'm going to go see how far down I hit home until I hit Homestuck. Oh, that's a good, yeah. I'm curious, too. This one might be harder, because it's, well, Betty, I was going to say because it's a brand name, but Betty Crocker kind of puts the line of that. Uh, okay, got to it. Um, it's pretty far down. It is pretty far down, yeah. Barbasol's got some good SEO going. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of, like, there's a lot of uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I'm. I found a Bulbasaur. Oh, yep. There's a. There's a Homestuck. Thank you for joining us on our yeah. <laughs> on our Google search adventure. Well, I mean, they, they sent us on the Google search adventure. Yeah. Uh, retrieve both parcels. He can't give them to you. They are illegal contraband. And if you wish to petition for their release, you must consult with his superiors. Uh, next. You show him the carved mini-tablet. As you can plainly see, you have signed authorization to deliver one of those parcels. He gives you the envelope, but he retains the package. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the more important one, though, right? Yeah, but still. Yeah. That package. I want to know what's inside. Well, sure. Uh, next. You quickly drop the envelope into an empty Pixis. It's out of your hands now. The Breeze will know where to take it. Mm, yeah, so they, they are very religious about their post to Postal and the, the breeze. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the wind and shade. Right. Uh, next. 
You follow the agent. You must not lose track of that parcel. Uh, chase the man. You want your book. You have some questions for that guy, whoever he is. But the village is still burning. You've got to help these salamanders put out this fire. Save the lizards. Okay, you just said they're salamanders. Anyway, thank goodness for your Barbasol bomb. The cooling lather should work its magic in no time. Next. Oh god, how can shaving cream be so flammable? It, it's really... <laughs> it's really flammable. I think that's the last panel you've told me that you remember from reading. Yep, this is the last thing I remember about Homestuck. So we are more... I, I don't know exactly where you stop, but we're more or less at the point where you stopped. Yes. It's exciting. I know. Next. Yeah, the, this entire village is burning, and then like a blue wind comes through. A big gust of wind conveniently comes along and blows out all the fire. It's really convenient. Yes, very convenient. Mm. Uh, next. The townspeople rejoice and are more than willing to give you all the credit. You suspect it's probably because they're not all that smart. Yeah, well, yeah, they, we, we, from our talk with them, they do not seem especially intelligent. Yeah. John, the uncarved tablet you retrieved... Do you still have it? Why, yes, it appears you do. Great, I'd like to carve you to carve something on it. You seem amenable to this request. It's a little wobbly up on top of all these dancing lizards, though. Not that it matters, because you suck at drawing anyway. Rose, find your sprite. So she told him to carve the tablet that she used mm. to get the spur beta for him. Yeah, cyclical. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but meanwhile, we're back with Rose. She's still getting this fancy calligraphy text said to her. Um... It's it's subtle here, but it seems like she is more cognizant of this like voice than uh, the other kids have been. They just sort of yeah. generally get a vague impression of it. Uh, your deceased pet. Yeah, she's just stepping on outside to look for that sprite. Uh, you wanted to speak with him, did you not? Jasper Sprite's nowhere to be found. He always was a little cagey, even when he was alive. Is it not why you are here? Someone's pestering you, but... You're oblivious to the message because your laptop's buried under three inches of fucking yarn. There are footprints in the white sand. And vodka mutinis there. Aww. Love, love vodka mutini. Yeah. Let's follow those. It looks like they lead out back to the mausoleum. Uh, examine your pet's tomb. The mausoleum was destroyed by the explosion. The secret passage remains. You have no idea where it leads, but it sure isn't the lab anymore. Enter. Pulled out that umbrella, because now it is raining on her. Yep. Yeah, she goes down there and just... Blinding, flashing lights. The vodka mutini, mutini there. Yeah, he's he's soldiering on ahead, so yeah. you know, so she doesn't have to be so scared. Uh, next. Yeah, she steps out on the other side of that tunnel, and it leads to a dock with what looks like a martini glass and a rope. Presumably, that used to belong to a boat. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Next. It seems someone has recently untied a boat. Well, yeah, comic. We figured that out already. Yep. And Vodka is playing with this rope. Adorable. Yeah. A uh, mother will do whatever is best for her children. So I guess her mom took the boat? That would explain the martini glass. Yep. That's a weird thing to say. Just apropos of nothing. Oh, Pass, Luke. It's pronounced apropos, you dumb shit. Yeah. A WV become the mayor of Exile Town. You build a bigger and better town to preside over. 
All expatriates are welcome, no matter what happened in the past, regardless of professional persuasion or metallurgical affiliation. You cut the town's ribbon with an officiated judicial bayonet, which is stuck inside a grenade, but you're kind of nervous about removing it. This should catch the eye of the tall, nice lady. The grumpy yellow guy thinks this is dumb. Yeah, so he has combined all of their things that they kind of worshipped. Yeah, yeah, he's got cans, he's got mailboxes. It's beautiful. Yep, he's got he's got uh, some uh, some ammo. Yeah. Yeah, AR thinks this is dumb. Yep. Next. He thinks it's dumb because any town without a proper militia is as good as conquered. As such, he prepares one begrudgingly. It's a dirty job, but someone must be charged with the defense of the innocent. So he's playing with... He's making an imaginary make-pretend army out of all of his bullets. Oh. <laughs> WV, finally regard Desert Knight. The stars twinkle over the freshly christened exile town. It's a beautiful evening, and the future is so full of promise you can't imagine what could possibly... Oh my god, a huge eggy-looking thing just appeared in the sky! Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's got the Homestuck logo on it. Yeah. Or the Spurb logo, I guess. It's the same. Yes, yeah, same thing. Um, I mean, I guess Jade has to have a person, right? That would make sense. Next. Egg! Egg. Yeah, it just crashes right in the middle of their whole deal here. Uh, Jade, give Dave punch card of an eggy-looking thing. Yeah, so this is misspelled because way back in Act 1, uh... Yeah, they... they yeah, okay. Just making just, sure that was... That was an obscure thing to keep track of. Yep. Okay, you do that, and then he makes a totem with it, and then some other stuff happens, and then... Egg! Well, I guess... I guess maybe Dave's the one who needs someone. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, PM had, like, an apple-shaped facility. Uh, it was hard to see, but WV's cylinder thing was actually the cork of a bottle that was buried underground. That mm. shot off. And now we've got an egg thing. So it seems like the facilities match the item they use to get into the game. Huh. Oh, that's Pester Jade. Oh, man. Awesome. It's awesome where you put that. I was worried we were on the verge of getting some shit done. Durr, Dave. I was going to build some stairs up there. Durr. Well, where are they? You say there will be stairs, and yet I see no stairs. Gosh, I don't know. I guess I didn't find the time to make them because I kept getting punched in the face by robots and stuff. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Am I supposed to break that thing? Or hatch it? Or what? I don't know. Also... What happened to all my shit? The stuff scattered all over the roof. Did you put it somewhere? Nope. I mean, not that I care. There's a lot of mostly useless garbage. What was it doing up here? I was gonna use it to fight my bro with, but I guess I forgot in the heat of battle. Also, he was too fast. Dave, let's make the world's largest omelette. Whoops, looks like that dumb idea isn't gonna happen. A brainless, feathery asshole swoops down and carries the egg away. Yeah, so the, the egg... Is now got carried away by the, or is about to be carried away by the uh, sprite. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh. Okay, so the egg is now in a nest made of shitty swords and soft puppet ass. Uh, please advise. I think your sprite wants to hatch it. Aww. You think that'll take more than four hours? Hmm. I don't know. It looks like it's. Pretty warm where you are. It's hot as the sizzle side of a steak. 
Uh, maybe not too long then. I guess we'll find out. Maybe I should try to get it back and put it in the microwave. Uh, next. She threw his microwave off the top of the building. <laughs> and just puppet ass his fall. Yes. Jay, let's deploy the punch design X. You can't. You'll need some shell for that. Oh. Yeah. Jay, let's check the unknown objects. Yeah, she's got a bunch of other shit that we haven't seen before. Okay, some of these things we can deploy, but some things I don't have enough, nearly enough grist for. You mean the jumper block thing? Uh, no, no, no. We've got enough for that. But, uh, it's still pretty expensive. Wait, what? That thing costs a thousand for me. Yeah, me too. And we have two thousand to work with. Oh, okay, 1998. What? Man, I only got two hundred to splash around with in Rose's Rainbow World. What the hell? Oh, how much did Rose start with when she was playing jo with John? Hang on, I'll ask. Okay. She says 20. I guess we keep getting more and more with each server client connection. Yeah, so I guess you can buy everything now. No, I can't buy the yellow pad thingy in the Intellivine in laser station. Okay, now I know you're making this shit up. <laughs> no, they're right there. They cost a fortune. Well, all I got here is the Designix, which I can't deploy because I don't have any purples, and the expensive as hell jumper thing, and the cheap shunts, which I assume do dick all without the jumpers to put them on. Oh, also this CD, which is 100, but I didn't drop it because it seemed like a stiff allocation of resources for now. Yeah, I got that too. I, I will deploy it. So, with each new connection in our player chain, I guess new weird deployables are introduced. Yeah, I think this is how it works. When John connects with me, he'll probably get some cool new things, too. Hey, look! We're learning stuff. Yay. Yay! So, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff up there. Yeah, the Intellibeam laser station. Which is 100,000 grist. That's real expensive. Yep. That's late game stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's deploy the green and white compact disc. Uh, what should I do with these beta copies? I don't really need them anymore. Um, I suppose just hang on to them for a while, and then later just do whatever you're naturally compelled to do with them. Wow, that was a weird answer, but okay. Yeah, because she knows that she needs to get them. Yeah, so eventually. now they have to end up with her. Uh, next. You take the beta and the CD. Uh, deploy the circuit board looking thingy. It was obviously labeled as the jumper block extension. It appears to be deployable only as an extension to the alchemeter. Looks like you're going to have to move it. Damn, and it looked nice up there. Next. You extend another relatively affordable 100 bill grids to relocate it. I feel like that may come back to haunt us. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Maybe. <laughs> uh, next. You then pay the steep fee of 1,000 bill grids to deploy the jumper block extension. Let's attempt to deploy the catalog disk drive. Again, the name of the thing was right there. In plain sight. You deploy the punch card shunt for peanuts. Looks like a capsule log card is supposed to fit in the slot. Insert card with a CD into the slot. You put the card in the slot and stick the shunt on the jumper pins. Nothing happens. You might need to stick a punched card in there. Probably allowing the holes of the card to affect the flow of current through the circuits. And to punch cards, you'll need to get a designic somehow. Well, let's insert the disc into the computer. Alright, he's doing that, and meanwhile, in one of his windows, he can see that Rose is fighting some imps with her knitting needles. Yep, and then the other one, there is a, a nacho party. <laughs> yes, a sweet road hella Jeff nacho party. Let's install the software. 
Uh, inventing, uh, let's see, plug-in detected, installing gristor.exe. Uh, let's go next. Gristorrent is now running. Well, let's illegally pirate some John Shale. You start leeching off John Shale at a pace of 4G per S. Not the fastest download rate, but then again, you don't need a whole lot. In one second, you already collect enough for the punch designix. Just get to steal from your friends. Yeah. Download a bunch of grist from John. He has plenty. You set the application to leech off John's build grist because he's obviously got too much for his own good. It cuts the download rate in half, though. Hmm. I also feel like that may come back to bite us eventually. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, you guide the air. Consult with him. Uh, ectobiologist began pestering tentacle therapist. Rose? Are you there? I went through the gate. Nana said you might be here too. Are you in kind of this spooky, glowy place with oily rivers and stuff? Let me know, okay? I guess one could use those words to describe it. I'm armed with a predilection for the inept. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what words would you use, Miss Warty Pants McSmarty Blah? Eerily iridescent. Ah. Uh... I don't really see any oily rivers, though. Uh, there's an ocean, though. I haven't found an ocean yet, but I don't know, the place is really big. It's like a whole planet down here. Oh man, which reminds me, I just got hounded by a troll. Yeah, one of them is bugging me now. I thought it was odd timing. Yeah, well, they say they want to be friends. Also, they're playing Spur, but like, not the same session as ours or something. Oh, also they're moving backwards in time, which sounds really stupid, but whatever. Color my curiosity peaked, I guess. Yeah, I guess answer him if you want, or not. But anyway, it's great you made it here alive and stuff. So, Dave came through? Uh, eventually. Part of the envy I'm about to vent in your direction. For what? For finding yourself at the mercy of a rational orchestrator. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'd feel kind of weird if Dave was watching me, too. You didn't feel weird when I watched you? Rose, I feel weird when you're just talking to me. When you're watching me, it's just like the weird frosting on the big weirdo cake. I can't see you now, for what it's worth. Yes, I'm free! Okay, I'm gonna go over this river and through these woods. You talk to your troll, I guess. We'll compare notes later. Okay. Bye, John. They are so into each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who is it that's bothering you? Alright. Gallows Calibrator began trolling Tentacle Therapist. Who would you like to take? Um... So what is, how, who is Gallows Cal Calibrator like? Uh, Gallows Calibrator is very, um, sort of snarky and kind of not taking things seriously very often, but also has kind of an angry streak. Okay. Male or female or, you know, to go to the gender binary? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, she's female. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try her out. Okay. She also talks in lead speak. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> hey, Lalonde, stop crying in your mom's beverage. She hates you and has left you forever. <laughs> now, I'm confused. You know what? Um, the Joker. Thank the Joker for her. Okay. Uh, on the surface, this appears to be another contrivance from a troll desperate to offend. But John said you wanted to be friends. And if you knew me, I suppose your remark could be construed as a ploy to elicit agreement, and soon rapport. 
Not that it would actually work. God, you actually do talk too much. So, which is it? Ooh, you text smells good. Is that lavender? You smell words? You don't. Right. Aliens, I forgot. Yes, it's easy to forget, given our report. Uh, and how much we really have in common. I forgot that you humans actually communicate with speech instead of releasing clouds of fragrant grass and smelling each other's uh, senses. Yeah, it gets hard sometimes. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) So gullible. You'll believe anything I tell you. Of course we talk, dummy. Mm. Still not sure if I'm being courted or trolled here. I'm going to go with the latter. I hate you all quite a lot. But I think the others will eventually realize that it will be mutually beneficial for us to work together. And so they'll probably be all friendly like later on. By later on, you mean now. Yeah, that's probably what John was hearing. And maybe they even mean it and want to be friendly. Trying to stay pissed at you forever. Even if I seem helpful. (laughs) Then you're in luck because you don't. (laughs) <laughs> but I will be. The fact that I will be helpful is a immutable fact I am stating for the record. I It, it does not mean what uh, friendship is what is taking place here. John was told you were moving backwards through time. Was he gullible to believe this? Or is the fact that I'm asking just further indication of my own gullibility? Feel free to continue defining the definition of the word to suit your convenience. We have been talking for so long, like, a few minutes from my perspective. If there are some of you, us, who decide to start talking to you at the end of your adventures, right off the bat, instead of getting, like, what's logical, then that's their stupid business. I'm staying linear, because weird time stuff gives me a headache. Oh, also, it's pointless. Alright, let's continue milking my human gullibility and say I believe you. You're the sensible one who's decided to communicate with us in linear lockstep with our timeline in order to help us out. How can you help me? You just entered the medium, right? Yes. Okay, does it seem like there's a subtle voice in your head urging you to do things? Yes, it's not so subtle, actually. Yes, for me too, it was more loud and clear than the others. Uh, you see, we are meant to be best hate friends forever. A beautiful soul grudge, this cosmic was surely authored by the constellations. They all thought I was crazy, but <laughs> it turned out we were all war in our own ways. That helped us realize the particular destinies the game put together for us. And the vocabulary of, like, the hyper-flexible mythology is tailored to each player group. You mean, for instance... If a player were to learn that she was a seer. Yes, exactly. Seer of mind page or breath knight or blood maid of time. 3TC, 3TC, 3TC. I think it's etc. Etc, etc, etc. 12 for us, but obviously 4 for you. Every session is different. And this voice? Oh, yeah. It's an exile. Exile from what? It took us forever to figure this out because... They aren't meant to be obvious aspects of the game. They're on your dead planet. Just like they're on ours. Years after its reckoning. Their role is to help you on your quest in some way. The obvious way is more directly guiding your actions. But 
maybe the more important ways are these little things they do probably without even realizing it. Actions that complete loops in this timeline. Cogs in paradox space. Paradox space? Ah, hell. Listen, the universe will eat paradoxes for breakfast. It's all the game. Get used to it. By now you should realize the whole mess was a big, self-fulfilling clusterfuck. A huge, organistic, Mobius double reach-around. I'm starting to see that. So, the Exiles are on Earth? Does it mean our goal is to get back there too? To resurrect it somehow? No, no, no. See, ironically, they get to do that. After they're done helping you, that is. Your job is of greater consequences, to say the least, but... Part of their job is to rebuild life and civilization there. If they're successful in thousands of millions of years, the technology is on Earth and this planet is ripe for seeding all over again. You never answer the question. Where were they exiled from? Uh, from the two kingdoms in the Incessifere. Uh, Expatriated. <laughs> that one's <exp> hard. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a hard word to say in general, but... Yeah. Expatriated during the reckoning. Former agents. What are agents? I think this will be more constructive if I contact you again in a little while when you know more, when I don't have to explain so much. When? In a couple of seconds. For me. But not for you. Sucker. Okay, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't realize I was signing you up for that much. I would have fallen on that sword if I'd remembered it was that long. It's fine. Uh, B, we learned some things. Yeah, we did. We learned a lot. Yeah. The Exiles are, you know, we kind of guessed we're on planet Earth. Right. And their Exiles are on planet Earth. And it, they are part of the game in a more intrinsic way than we kind of maybe thought. Right. Uh, and that they, you know, like, you know, we, we also could kind of guess that they were from the two planets. But yes. now it's good to have confirmation. Right, right. Um, she also mentioned that their Exiles are on their dead homeworld, so that might be what was going on in the intermission. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Um, unless. Unless what? <laughs> no, I just was doing the... Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> so, yeah, like, me, me and Molly talking that the that maybe on Totally Reprise is our version of unless. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, it's easier for me to hear when I, like, have to edit every episode. Oh, sure. But a lot of times you just hear us go, maybe? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. And yep. then, like... The other one will say maybe, and then we'll just do yeah. the say that. No, no, now that you've explained it, you're totally right, Spice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one understands any of these references, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, ho hopefully we're still doing that podcast by the time this comes out. Hopefully we're all still alive by the time this comes out. <laughs> and a giant meteor hasn't destroyed us. Yeah, exactly. Um, trying um, to think of anything else we hit on. Oh, uh... So, GC talks about the troll classes, and she mentions yeah. Seer of Mind, Knight of Blood, Maid of Time, whatever. Um, so et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, yeah. If we go back to the note Nana left, I don't know if you remember the specific detail, but she mentioned that uh, the four heroes of this world are the Heir of Breath, the Seer of Light, the Knight of Time, and the Witch of Space. Those are some pretty dope titles. Yeah, and uh, so... Rose's exile, uh, apparently, has been referring to her as a seer. So she's probably the seer of light. Right. Uh, John's planet has had... The Salamanders talked about how they're uh, waiting for the air to show up and save them from all the oil. 
Yeah. So he'd be heir of breath. Uh, so then between Dave and, Dave and Jade, we gotta figure out who's the knight of time and the witch of space. Yeah. Um, like, if we're going, like, you know, witches are usually girls. Sure. Yeah. If we went by that logic, then yeah, Dave's knight of time. Yeah. But I could also see this comic doing a, a switcheroo. Definitely. And have, Jade, and have Dave be the witch of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jade be the, the knight of... Uh, no, the, the witch of space. There you go. J- Jade be the night of time. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's fine. It, listen, there's a, there's a lot of terminology in this comic. Uh, and also, it's fun to do the voices of the trolls. Yeah? You're enjoying that? Yeah, well, I, I like busting out voices. Sure, yeah, no, that's fun. For the kids, it's a lot more, like, normal. Yeah, for the kids, it's mostly, like, intonation. Yeah. Since the trolls are aliens, it kind of... And they talk, like, they type weird. You can kind of have fun, like, interpreting what that means vocally. Yeah. Um, very small note. She does speak in lead speak, but only by replacing letters with 4, 1, and 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, the past pulls a mean double reach around. So we are back in time at some point with Jade and John. And the beginning part here we've actually seen before. It was when uh, John was talking about their birthday presents, and he mentions how he's going to go change his uh, handle. Hmm, yeah. But now we're seeing some extended pieces of that where Jade got pestered by a troll. Carcinogeneticist began trolling Garden Gnostic. Wait, god damn it, don't block me. I mean, not that blocking me would do anything, but just listen. What do you want? I just have to deliver a message, and then I'll go. It's a message from you, so you probably ought to listen. This is nonsense. Every time I believe something you say, you laugh at me and tell me I'm a gullible human. It's so childish. Okay, fine. I admit it. I completely shit the bed here. I get that. And I can't promise I won't keep trolling you. Because I will, in weeks or months or whatever. I'll keep giving you a hard time. But see, that won't be present me. That's past me. From like a half hour ago or so, when I was more hot and bothered about all this, okay? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about at all. It's another prank. Whatever, fine. Think it's a prank. As long as you remember this conversation. See, we're trying to talk to you in the future, and it's important, but you won't answer us. So we talk to you way in the future to ask how to get in touch with not-so-future you. Are you following? No. She said to talk to you now and tell you this. You know your robot... You mean the robot you think is stupid? The one you mock me for having on a number of occasions? Yeah, well, I still do think your robot's stupid. But that's beside the point. Later on, it'll blow up for some reason. It doesn't matter why. This is the worst prank you've ever pulled. Quiet! Anyway, when it happens, you won't know what to do. The thing to do is to contact us, and we'll tell you what to do. Why should I do that? Because that's what you told us to tell you. Whatever. Believe me? Don't believe me? I did my job. I'm out of here. Carcinogeneticist ceased trolling Garden Gnostic. And then, yeah, Jade gets back to chatting with John, and John reflects on how he should change his handle from GT to EB. Yep. Uh, next. Uh, we get a shot confirming what we really already knew, that uh, the troll we saw in the intermission is, in fact, CG. Yeah. And he seems mighty pissed. Yeah, he's, like, one eye closed and twitching. Uh, next. Uh, meanwhile, we're back with Jade in the past, and that green box just appeared out of nowhere. The package from your pen pal appears again. You've been wondering when it was going to show up. It's been months since you last worked on it. 
Hopefully your friend has made the final modifications you require. You'll have to mail it soon so it reaches John on time. Hmm. So whatever present she made him, some kind of shenanigans were involved in its creation. Yes. Um, cause she said earlier that, you know, it would, that she knew that he wouldn't get it right off the bat, that he would get it later. Right, but he would get it back when he really needs it. Yes, and so it is some special, she apparently has a pin pal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see where that goes. Yeah, I guess so. Next. And we're back with John, who's now being harassed by Gallo's Calibrator. Hee <laughs> hee. Ugh. Ha ha! Hee 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 Uh. Well, I guess you're not too bad a troll if this is all you do. Just laughing and stuff? <laughs> John! Why would you laugh at a blind girl? Uh, uh, you have no idea how much you disgust me. You are a total disgrace to the field of ectobiology. If we ever meet, I'm going to cut your throat. And listen to you bleed while I smell you die. Gallows Calibrator cease trolling ghosty trickster. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, whoa shit. <laughs> Some good trolling. <laughs> She's a lot meaner to John than she was to Rose. Yeah. GC is also been listening to some Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next. You think it's time to change your chum handle. To what, though? Gotta be something they'll never suspect. What was that thing she said you were a disgrace to? You have kind of a hard time reading shitty leet speak in spite of your awesome hacker cred. Uh, so he got the idea for ectobiologist. Because he it's apparently a disgrace to ectobiology? Yes. Mm. But she probably knew that his name was ectobiologist because time travel shenanigans. Right, and we saw, um, apparently it was Rose's mom in that lab who was doing ectobiology on their cat? Yeah. Lots of ectobiology. Like, that's where Vodka Mutini came from. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, next. And now we've got our first shot of Gallo's Calibrator, who's got, like, cool red glasses. Yeah. And she's laughing (laughs) about the thing she just said to that little boy. Said she's gonna slit his fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> and smell him die. Yeah. Even if, you know, even if she is blind, that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because <laughs> you can feel someone die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen. Uh-huh. College was a crazy time. <laughs> Let's have PM follow the agent. You follow the authority regulator into enemy territory. It's a risky move, and this dark palace makes you very uncomfortable. But it's imperative you press on and recover that parcel. You've brought along a parking citation. If confronted, you'll say you're only here to deliver payment and leave. Mmm, smart, smart. Yeah, yeah. Next. You have no idea where you're going. You're too nervous to ask anyone. Like that person that she just walked by that looks an awful lot like Diamond's Droog wearing cat ears. (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) I'm Drugs a furry. <laughs> I think everybody's a forced furry now that they've prototyped that cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also got, like, a turtleneck and a suit jacket yeah. on? 
Uh, I never really thought about the fact that he's wearing a turtleneck in this panel. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, because, you know, the uh, the person who looks a lot like Spade Slick... Yeah. Uh, ...is just... Con- had taken the hat off, so I'm guessing that he can take off the ears. Yeah, unlike the um, imps, where it's, like, baked into their biology, that's more like a costume for them. Yep, next... You take a turn somewhere and find an especially regal-looking red carpet. You wonder where it could possibly lead. Uh, next. Ooh. She follows it, and there's some kind of spooky throne off in the distance. Ooh, that is spooky. Yeah. Next. And we've got what is apparently the Queen of the Dark Kingdom. Yeah, we, we saw only bits of her. Yeah. Does uh, she remind you of anybody? I mean, she does look a lot like the snowman. Yeah, I mean, granted, she's got a big old jester hat and a scar and, like, tentacles growing out of her torso, but... Yep, and it's missing an arm. Yeah. She does look a lot like snowman in spite of all that, though. Yep. Uh, next. Yeah, they're just staring each other down. Uh, next. The Black Queen directs you to the office of the Archagent. He's in charge of most of the tedious paperwork around here. Rose, I must leave now. Uh, yeah, so she's just watching John, uh, watching John's house, I guess, because Nana has just taken to having a cookie party for the imps. Hey! Yeah, yeah, like, we we can see the, the, uh, Rose is talking about, uh, the trolls. Yeah, we read that chat log a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, this is the last you will hear from me. Uh, find your sprite. Realize your purpose. Uh, next. You return to a more typical mindset. You suddenly feel empowered to make important decisions on your own without supervision, parental or otherwise. Let's sip the martini thir- thoughtfully. Such as this one. Just a tiny sip couldn't hurt. You're 13, Rose. You're 13. <laughs> I can barely drink martinis now. <laughs> Uh, next. Yeah. <laughs> she has made the exact same reaction that Dave imagined John would have when he drank his piss. Yep. That is basically my <laughs> reaction to any alcohol. Yeah, pretty much. Rose, it continues to be me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you gotta drown that alcohol in a lot of better tasting things before I don't, like, at it. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, like, the, the only really great truly great alcoholic drink I've ever had uh, was a drink at uh, Walt Disney World. Okay. Well, specifically a, it was a drink at like the downtown Disney, and I had it, it was a rum drink in a coconut. Oh, okay. Uh, that was that sounds delightful. In a fake ice cave that had a giant dinosaur, dinosaur skeleton in it. <laughs> you think that was essential to the drinking experience? Well, I, like I, if you just had one now, it wouldn't taste as good? Probably. Yeah. And ever so often, a meteor would hit, and all the dinosaur animatronics they had around the restaurant would freak out. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay. Uh, I've had vodka and cranberry juice. That's all right. Um, I once had uh, a couple of screwdrivers that ended up leading to me drinking straight vodka accidentally. Whoops. Whoops-a-doodle. I mean, to be fair, I have I can probably count on one hand the number of times I have drunken in my life. I'm oh. sure it'd be I'd be more acclimated to that taste otherwise. Same same for me. Yeah. Uh this was the first um time I I drunk on my own. 
Yeah. Uh, and that was actually at PAX East. Oh, nice. And I was at a bar with Giant Bomb. Awesome. If you just want to fully get that weird yeah. fucking... And to, yeah. to further that, after I drank vodka, I kind of slouched against the bar as it hit me. Great. Uh, and I felt a hand on my shoulder, and I looked over, and it was Jeff Gersman. <laughs> and he said, Great. are you all right, man? Uh, and <laughs> I went, you know, uh, first drink. And then he grabbed four Guinnesses and goes, not mine, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's really good. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's a, it's a it's a memory I treasure to this very day. That is like the ideal interaction to have with Jeff Gerstman. And then, then I followed him to a, a table where he was talking to a bunch of people about how he just came from Rome to Pax East. Oh man! Uh, to see Capcom games in Rome. Yeah, of course. Uh, and how he, he saw Raccoon City and how it looked really bad. Oh, and and yeah. the guy, due to a, a thick accent, kept saying Raccoon Shitty. Which he said, like that's fair. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yep. Uh, fourth exile suddenly appear. A windswept questant suddenly appears. Uh, yeah. So she and also she seems to have like a bit of kind of the bone structure. Or, like, I don't the carapace, I guess. Yeah. Like the queen had. It seems more jointed. Yeah. Well, and we've seen like so. Amos Renegade is authority regulator. Parcel Mistress is Peregrine Mendicant. So, I mean, what would White Queen? What would? Well, I just gave it away. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks. she's the queen. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, you told me about Homestuck. Yeah, I sure did. I mean, I was about to just. I mean, it, you can piece it together at this point. Yes, she's WQ White Queen. Yep. Next. And yeah, she's just posed dramatically before her. Gigantic egg ship. Next. And AR and WV are kind of freaking out about this. Women. <laughs> also the royalty of the like nation that they were at war against. Yeah, also that. <laughs> uh, command John to put the carved tablet into a uh, Praxis. You follow the command telling you to command John to put the carved tablet in the Pixis and type, John, put the carved tablet into the Pixis. You successfully do that, and he successfully does that, too. Everyone is friendly and cooperative. Excellent. <laughs> Egg! Is that uh, next? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Next. What the hell was that? It almost sounded like a huge egg appeared in the sky and landed, and then someone mysterious teleported out of it. Uh, PM, locate the arch agent. You find the agent's office, but he's nowhere to be found. You eye something on the desk there. It, it's the box. It is the box. And also, apparently, the art agent has been... His wardrobe has been, uh... Like, princessified. Yep. And I'm guessing he probably extra doesn't want to wear that. Yeah, he's got, like, a jester princess outfit. A PM, grab the box and run! If you act quickly enough, maybe you can grab the package and get out of here before... Can I help you? Ah, he showed up again. Yep. Next... Mr. Noir tells you that ticket had better be notarized and punched in triplicate and presented with the full boondollar penalty plus processing fees or you are wasting valuable time he could otherwise spend shirking his clerical duties. This always feels like this feels very Hitchhiker's Guide to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I am a, a big Hitchhiker's Guide fan. and 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's go next. 
A ticket? Oh! <laughs> this thing! <laughs> Look at that! You're holding a ticket! How did you get... How did that get in your hand? It belongs on the desk with the others. No, you're not here to pay a parking ticket. You explain to the frightening man that you're here to pick up that green parcel. Uh, next. Jack makes it clear he would rather stab something to death than process the avalanche of paperwork needed to release the confiscated freight. Also, any legit courier would have the pickup forms ready to go. In spite of how he's supposed to be dressed now but isn't, he ain't nobody's fool. Yeah, Jack Noir. On top. Also, he's whipped out the sword that we've seen PM use in the future. Huh, yes. Next. But perhaps an understanding can be reached. He gives you a hit list. Just two photos, much like the ones he used to keep track of, much like the ones Spade Slick used, at least, yeah. to keep track of the felt, with these symbols for, like, the white king and queen on a chessboard. Mm-hmm. Next. And he gives her the sword. Bring him the crowns. He'll give you the box. Jack, examine the package. The parcel mistress departs with her mission of double agency. You wonder if she'll actually be so foolish as to attempt to uphold her end of the lopsided bargain. You make a policy of handing out a regisword and a hit list to just about everyone who enters your office. But you never think anyone's actually going to go through with it. You wish you could watch. She's a dead woman. You wonder why she's so desperate to acquire this package. What could be inside? Open it. Well, we don't see, but whatever that's in there has him shocked. And I'm suddenly worried for WQ. Oh, right, because they just met in the future now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, punch some cards, Dave. You've leached more than enough grist from John to afford a punch designix, which for some reason Jade put in the hallway, making it kind of hard to walk through your apartment, but whatever. You also have plenty of grist for messing around with the alchemeter to manufacture some new gear if you want. But you'd like to figure out what the jumper block does first. Jade keeps dropping a weird assortment of objects for you to capsulog and punch. You've given up trying to identify any rhyme or reason to the thought process behind it. Uh, put a punch card in a shunt. You put the punched blender card in a shunt, just for the hell of it, and stick it on the jumper pins. And we can see it's a, it's a, a blender. Yeah. Uh, next. The alchemeter is fitted with the blender upgrade. This upgrade doesn't seem all that useful. Looks like all it does is grind up your totems. Use a punch Game Bro magazine card. <laughs> the alchemeter is, a, is upgraded with a huge metal bust of this awesome bro. The device has been reduced to an utterly useless heap of shit. Time to yank out all the shunts and start over. Just a giant statue of a cool dude where the items are supposed to appear. And he's got a Spurb logo in his, on his hat. Yeah. So this is neat that they can, like, upgrade their stuff with whatever item they feel like. Yep. Uh, draw the punch design X. Your inscrutable thought process leads you to draw the punch design X on your scribble pad. Uh, next. The pad recognizes the drawing, but there's no design X around, and even if there was, it would obviously be way too big to capture log. Instead, the ghost image of the Designix is captured, along with its CAPTCHA code on the back. Send the code to Dave. Dave, here, punch this code. L229BXOG. And then put it in the jumper, trying to do thing, and see what it does. Okay. <laughs> He's having a real hard time opening a door. Yep. Because of all the shit Jade's piled into his house. Yeah. She's not good at games. Yeah. Punch code and get in the jumper shunty thing. And put it in the jumper. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this thing is just the uh, built-in Designix? Which is sort of cool, I guess, since I won't have to go downstairs and bang the hallway door into the thing and squeeze through every time I want to punch a card. Because, of course, you couldn't have just 
put it next to the alchemeter in the first place. But then I have to go downstairs anyway to make totems and get crookside and stuff, so really, who cares? Well, I think this is the only way to consolidate all the gizmo features. Hang on, I'll give you more codes. I like that Davis finally pointed out that no one has thought it'd be a good idea to just put all this shit next to everything else. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's draw the hollow pad. You don't have nearly enough grist to, to deploy the hollow pad. Whatever it does. But maybe you can get it as a freebie upgrade to the alchemeter. Uh, next. Looks like it worked. You love your scribble pad. Yeah, this really does open up a lot of... Yeah, this kind of... Compared to how shitty everyone else's inventory is, this one kind of seems just broken. Yep. Well, I mean, like, it, it obviously has problems, such as the sure. buddies. Yeah. Uh, and she still has that photo of the ghost image. Of Charles Dutton. <laughs> Upgrade alchemeter with hollow pad. The totem pedestal is converted into a holographic projector. It projects an image of the item the punch code represents. This seems useful for previewing an item a code will produce without spending the grist on it. You test it out with the blender card but it still renders the alchemeter unusable. At least, without further upgrades. Uh, draw the totem lathe. You capture the lathe ghost image and apply the upgrade. Now the hollow pad projects a hologram of the totem that a punch card will create. This appears to turn the alchemeter into a one-stop shopping hub. You just punch a card, stick it in, and get your item. Nice. Hey. Yay! Finally, something just works! Yeah, let's draw the jumper block. You get the code for the jumper block extension to upgrade the alchemeter with... Uh, the... Jumper block extension? Okay, that's kind of a crappy drawing, but it seemed to work anyway. Upgrade! This is getting a little abstract, but it appears to economize on space. Now all you have to do is stick a card in a slot to apply an upgrade. Don't have to bother with the shunts anymore. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, draw the IntelliBeam laser ray station. This thing looks kind of complicated. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Next. Damn it! Instead of the Intellivium laser station, she got a ghost image for an orbital frame from the hit Hideo Kojima video game franchise, Zone of the Enders. Yep. Oh, wait, no. Hideo Kojima. Oh, no. Yeah. Capital Larger. Capital Larger. Larger. You grab the Enlarger from your dismantled photography lab. Dave, upgrade. You apply the Enlarger upgrade. Let's draw the air conditioner on the roof. You ghost capture the huge air conditioner and give Dave the code to mess around with. I'll make the air conditioner unit. Uh, the size of the object you make is now variable. The bigger, the more expensive. As one would expect. Shit is really getting crazy. This crafting system just keeps getting more complicated. Yep. You make a tiny air conditioner. This was totally not a waste of time. John, find the car. Alright, we're back with John and he's done what we've told him to. Great. You find your father's car near the base of the rock pillar. It's surrounded by caution tape for some reason? You're reminded to be cautious. You cautiously inspect the vehicle. To no one's surprise but yours, the package and the game are missing. Someone's bugging you. Uh, it, it is... I, I, I forgot her... Uh, GC. GC. Uh, next. Boy, I can't wait till Act 5 when we know all these assholes' names. Yes. Uh, next... Gallo's Calibrator began trolling ectobiologists. Every single time he uses those glasses, I just imagine his eyes burning. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, 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 you know, the contact lenses give you cancer. The, right, yes. The TVs on your, like, eye, you know, your eyeglasses must yeah. fuck something up. That can't be good for you. Ooh.
John, it's me again. Who? Oh, that's right, the least speaking blind one. Go away! John, don't make fun of my handicap. Which one? The blindness or the least speak? It's really good. It's really good. (laughs) I'm sensitive about both. Sorry. That's really good. That's really, really good. I'm gonna... (laughs) Speak up that... (laughs) That's a really good joke. Yeah. You can make it up to me by letting me help you. Wow, you drive a hard bargain, but no. Before you keep typing more stupid oohs in that word, you listen and do what I say. You know you're going to eventually anyway, because you're a nice guy and kind of a tunnel weenie pushover. Yeah, well, you're a huge... Man, whatever, what do you want? Just falls over, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm motivated by self-interest. To help you advance more quickly. Because I've got your old adventure right here in front of me. Do you have like a braille screen or something? Shh! Anyway, the point is, it's long and boring. You could stand to skip some steps. I don't really understand. So you can see my whole future there, right? By just like, scrolling around on some computer thing that lets you pick what time to talk to me? How can you be bored by my long, boring future? Why don't you just scroll around to wherever you want like the other weirdos are doing? Okay, I can do that. And I am. I guess what I mean is... I just really want to mess with you. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds really great and helpful. I mean, mess with the timeline. My friends all think that you can't really change anything. That your timeline uh, where uh, chat hopping around is set in stone no matter what we say or when we say it and they're probably right, but I don't care. I want to mess with it and taste what happens. Mm, Sounds dumb, but if it means you're going to help me, then go ahead and help me, I guess. Uh, Let's get you to the gate first. It's not far. I snipped out a map of your planet. Whoa, you've got a map? Where'd you get it? John, we are so much better than you in every respect. It's ridiculous. Can I have it? It's huge. And mostly irrelevant. Here, let me draw you a small section of it, uh, showing you where to go. Okay. Gallows Calibrator sent ectobiologist the file go here, john.gif. Uh, next. It is just... It looks like if a blind person drew a picture. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst crap I've ever seen. What am I looking at here? It's the best I could do! Okay, sorry, but it's useless. What's with these colors? I picked the ones that smell nice. Couldn't you just, like, crop the world map? I thought you guys were the best! Shut up, my map is fine! Look, it's not even that far away. I'll lead you to it. It's a big pipe. You jump in it, the wind will take you to the gate. It's a shortcut. You mean the breeze? Yeah, whatever. Just get moving, John. Are you ready to fuck up the timeline? Sure. Next. Yeah, he goes off to do that. I like her. She's yeah, cool. you're, you're digging on GC. I'm digging GC. All right. Uh, go back. Uh, ro- sorry. I don't know why I read. Go back. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you just wanted more of that GC action. I, I guess I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rose strike. Uh, yeah. Rose is just beating the shit out of imps with uh. Her knitting needles. She, like, hangs one of them with the yarn. Yeah, that's fucked up. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, look away. Vodka mutini. Vodka mutini. Too pure, too nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Rose needed a lot less prompting to start fucking dudes up than John did. Yeah, next. And now she's dealing with an ogre. I'm not going to wants to play with the water. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the, the way to get me to, like, any panel of suck is if Vodka Mutini is pawing at something, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, she, like, dives at this ogre's head and just stabs her knitting needles into him. Yeah, I'm guessing for the eyes. Uh, that seems likely. Uh, next. Yep. Yeah, right in the eyes, and then she does, like, a backflip over him and uses the yarn to, like, harness him. Knit the scarf, ride the ogre. <laughs> and she forces him to dive off the waterfall and slam into the ocean below. That's great. <laughs> Falcon Mutini is still up there. Yeah. Next. Yeah, she's just... The ogre's just floating face down in the water. He's not moving too much. Nope. Uh, answer Dave. Uh, I'm building up your house. By the way, why do you live in this weird compound? Do you host East European industrial raves? Never mind. The point is, I'm out of grist, so if you're done whipping that ogre like a rented mule, maybe you could convert it into a grist windfall. Right now, the spoils would sink. I don't know, beach the thing first, I guess. Unless you're planning on sailing that ogre down the Mississippi with a runaway slave. And then what? What do you mean? You, you kill it. Release a shitload of grist... Maybe take one of your needles and puncture the base of its skull? Does it even have a skull? Or a brainstem? Can you find out? That sounds malicious. What? But you just rigged the thing with an edible harness and rode its torso like a log flume ride down a magical rainbow. That was self-defense. Murdering a wounded behemoth in its sleep strikes me as unseemly. This is bullshit. It's an unfeeling monster. Who gives a fuck? Ender could say, outside of the, the this... You didn't need to stab his eyes out, Rose. Like, that's that wasn't self-defense. Oh, I'm 100% sure she doesn't actually care. She just knows it'll annoy Dave. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you could replicate a pillow I could use to smother it. Make it a clean hit. I could use one of mine, but they're all mysteriously gone missing. Wow, fuck. Okay. You can either kill it for the loot, or wait a couple hours for Gris Torrent to steal more of John's. But then again, I'll be pretty busy in a couple hours, so make up your mind. Does John know we've been sapping his Grist yet? No, but he's got a ton, so screw him. Hold on, someone's messaging me. Yeah, me too. Uh, they're both getting uh, trolled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, answer troll, Dave. All right. Uh, Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling Turntech Godhead. Uh, you've you've displayed you you've said you're interested in doing the troll voices. You want to just take this one too? Uh, sure. Any quick? Uh, uh very snooty. Um, almost like Rose, but like earnest about the snootiness. Okay. You command the seer, so you may have some insight into her disposition. Who? The one who is a little snooty. Oh, yeah, sure. I command her, all right. I'm like the pimp master hustle daddy of all snippy book shrews. That's an exotic title. I thought you were the knight. Okay, Wrong. Yep, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Wrong. What do you want? Have you found her demeanor to be chilly on a basis of personal interaction that hypothetically extends beyond the context of a short-lived and lackluster trolling effort. What the hell? I thought your familiarity with her would allow you to furnish me insight. She knew you are familiar, isn't that right? She perhaps even regards you with a... endearment? You have no idea, dude. She is so in my grill. 
like a stray hot dog that rolled down there, and now it's too much trouble to fish out with the tongs, so you just watch it, like, crack and turn black. Um, is this a common sort of practice in human courtship? Watching oblong meat products tumble into places that don't belong? <laughs> with, okay, yeah, yes. That's, yes, yes, yes. Man, wait, what's this about? You have a thing for her, don't you? Don't deny it, bro, it's obvious. Am I being accused of falling prey to the human dysfunction of amorous inclination? <laughs> so terrible! What a transparent dodge! Oh, hide mind your alien shit. Just admit it. You want me to help you win her over? I just would like to gather some means of gauging her sincerity. Okay, well, it's easy. For everything she says, take her to mean just the opposite. See, not everyone always means literally what they say the way John and Jade always do. Maddening. How do humans forward meaningful relationship with such communication patterns? Perhaps it's the human riddle that is truly the ultimate riddle. Oh my flipping Christ. Okay, if you want Rose to dig you, you gotta leave that crap in the shitty sci-fi novels where it belongs. It was not a sincere remark. I have been practicing your human sarcasm. Oh, okay. That was pretty good. Maybe even too deadpan, but it's a start. Keep at it. Very well. I'm beginning to feel as though I am only... I am the only one working on our friendship. <laughs> yes, you're on a roll! That was sincerity. Oh. Alright, look. If you want to keep her attention, you gotta pull out all the stops. Reverse psychology, mind games, all sorts of Machiavellian bullshit. I mean, unless you're really smooth and inherently likable like me, which you're not. Then keep saying the opposite things. That's kind of the obtuse alien way of getting it, but yeah. Be like... An antagonism ninja, like her. I don't know, you sort of remind me of her anyway, so maybe that's a good thing. It could be a horrible thing, though. It sounds like you're advising me to troll her again, which I have tried. It proved to be a fruitless endeavor. Yeah, I guess I am. I guess I'm saying, be a less shitty troll. Hmm. In our first romance. Well, <laughs> maybe our first uh, more blatant romance. Yeah. Certainly our first courtship. Yes. <laughs> uh, answer troll. Rose. Alright, so now we got Adios Toreador. Uh, I, I guess I'll take AT. I haven't taken him yet. Hi, so... You get bossed around by the night? Okay, given that, I have a question. Who? Oh, the, the one who's supposed to be cool, I think? The, the sunglasses guy. Why would someone wear sunglasses while wearing a computer? I didn't say anything about a computer, but... Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing about how asinine that is. So, you know the guy. Um, I know that anyone committed to such an affectation could only be driving to mask a severe insecurity complex and likely harbors a crisis of self-image. I've been known to lend out my terrible attention to such people, but only bossed around by them insofar much as the psychiatric professional has caused a humor limited for analytical purposes. Or maybe as a lab chimp commands zookeeper's interest in its shit by forcing him to duck under his trajectory now and then. Okay. Wow. I didn't understand those things. But, uh, I mean Dave. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Given that... I have a question uh, about him. I want to know about his emotional vulnerabilities. And 
what are the tender spots that all those um, d- devices he employs to conceal them? Uh, like all the things he says he thinks are funny. Uh, tender spots? Your word choices are evocative. Is your design to couple with this gentleman? Whoa! N- no, no, whoa. Okay. No. I just made me feel upset to think about. I just want to really try to bother him. It's hard. If you're trying to get his goat, you should know he only stalks the animal in the first place for ironic purposes. No, I'm not really interested in his earth goat, but if that was a figure of speech, then I guess that's okay. They were agreed. To help him limit upon seizing his shrill, bearded livestock, I will assist you. Uh... If you really want to burn him, I recommend poetry. What? Poetry? Is in, like, those human word bunches? Yes, and they are the most delicious bunches we have. I suggest you serve those crisp bunches of honey and verbal annihilation to him as part of a complete breakfast. Oh, and will this breakfast injure his shrill barn beast? I mean this figuratively, just to be clear. A deaf cluster bombing of the sword will leave nothing wriggling from the raised earth. Some forest tresses, which is cracked to turn black. You mean, like, the the surface of an overcooked protein object? Yeah. I suppose what I'm saying is, drop some hard, peer-reviewed motherfucking science on his ass. Some seriously government-funded shit. It will destroy him. <laughs> yes! This is the idea that I like! You're... Obvious cunning with words should to pants Strider with such vivid Imperian tempest, another regional sonic boom is certainly inevitable. But even so, considering how you disposed of crap to come up in so of such unqualified destination, the angels just weep pearl strings of little as little urban fellow cantonaling an unbroken chorus of Oh snaps Please I think I am perfectly capable of manufacturing these alleged dope human rhymes and starting some sick fires. I don't need your charity. That said, you lend to, uh, earth monkeys who toss around poop or something like that? You're pretty snooty. Thanks for your help, but I don't need your help. Audio's Torridor blocked tentacle therapist. Audio's Torridor unblocked tentacle therapist. Oops, sorry, I, I didn't mean to block you. Um, I like that they've just taken this as an opportunity to troll each other through the trolls. Yep, uh, and uh, it is nice that to see all the trolls kind of become friends with the, the humans. Yeah. Uh, next. And now Rose is getting pestered by Grim Auxiliatrix. Uh, Rose, answer troll. Alright, uh, do you have a preference for who you take here? Um, hmm... I'll take Rose, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling Tentacle Therapist. Your dark, spectacled friend has advised me on a more effective method for trolling you. I think his contention is that this strategy will have the opposite of the intended effect, and precipitate a sort of bond between us that is established in mutual antagonism. What do you think about this? I think you're true to have recognized his ploy of sabotage, and you've earned my compliments. Ah, see, it's working already. What is? I've listened to his advice, and have resolved to modify the approach slightly. I know what I have to do. What we have to do, really. What's that? Remember the first time we spoke? Yes, but you said it wasn't the first time you spoke to me. 
You've graciously admit my embarrassing skepticism, however. The first time you spoke to me was the second time I spoke to you. Uh, this conversation doesn't sound like your first time either. This is your second conversation with me, but is my seventh with you. And when exactly does your mate encounter take place? That's next time. So to clarify, if the matching of the first will be second is denoted by 1 equals 2, then the sequence would be 1 equals 2, 2 equals 7, 3 equals 1, 4 equals... Yes, and the rest of the sequence is simply 4 equals 3, 5 equals 4, 6 equals 5, 7 equals 6. Unless my future self stowed another conversation in between one of those, which is entirely possible. But, uh, I don't want to think about that. Why is it that when the subject of temporal mechanics is broached, you sparing trolls intellects, etc., etc.? See, that is what I mean, Rose. You are not as dumb of a girl as I was initially led to believe. You mean based on the first impressions I am apparently about to make in our next conversation? Yes. What could I possibly say that would leave such an imprint? That is why I have contacted you now. I will send you a copy of our first conversation directly from my chat log. Grimoxil- What's up? This will, this will fuck some, some stuff up. <laughs> Grimoxiliatrix sent tentacle therapist the file conversation with a very stupid girl.txt. I guess being forced to cooperate with the stable time loop is the only plausible explanation for my ro- remarks. Yes, and then I found it sort of curious that during my next conversation with you, your various mental endowments and wherewithals were not as they seemed. I suspected the stratagem might be a counter-trolling measure, but then was not so sure and further examination grew warrant. What if my counter-countermeasure is to choose not to transcribe the dialogue accurately in the first future first place? But see, I have edited the copy already, in ways that will remain secret for now, but you will discover once you type it. So you're destined to edit it no matter what, and what you submit will be what I once read regardless! Ha! Unless I decide to copy it word for word? Yes, unless I lied about editing it in the first place. Either way, through knowledge of what you will say, I have precisely engineered the nature of your transgression! Ha! So your trolling strategy now is to pull idiotic words in my mouth through the machinery of plural inevitability and cause me to excruciate over how to submit subvert this transcription. Yes! While being perfectly upfront about it. Yes, I suppose it's that sarcasm all the time seems laborious to me. I'll admit it's more advanced tactic than I give you credit for. Yes, and the providence of this antagonism ninja vice grip pinching your larynx has already begun to supply my purpose with fruit. The chilly frost shimmering on our tree of human friendship has begun to thaw. Mixed metaphor aside, usually ninjas don't announce what they're doing when they're doing it. Like, when stalking Emperor, Emperor and assassinate him, or befriend him, but that's fine. I guess the only pointless question we haven't exhausted is why? Why the convoluted artifice? Dave raised insight into the human psychology of friendship development. By allotting you your side of the conversation, I have you at the disadvantage in your view, and you'll seek to reclaim higher ground in successive conversations, 4 equals 3 and 5 equals 4 and such. Your demeanor will be terse, if not saturated with disdain, and it will cause me to be confused and question your motivation. But now, I know your motivation, because I am supplying it here and now. There'll be simple acts of friendly human retaliation. So you're not only rigging the first impression I'll make on you, but orchestrating my revenge for the rigging as well? Yes. It seems friendship for some humans is a basic aggregation of shallow and insincere hostilities. That's an interesting take on it. But now I know for sure Dave isn't behind the plan. It's too complicated. I don't understand. Who better to coordinate such events than the Knight of Time? You're awfully quick to his defense. 
Are you sure you don't have a thing for him? It's okay, bro. You can admit it. I'm hopping to eight equals eight. Ideally, you will have long since discarded this train of thought. Okay. I'm going to go talk to my dead cat. This is a very complicated plan to make friends. Yep. Uh, next. Oh, and we get a shot of Grimox Ciliatrix, who is a girl. Yep. Yes. I promised you lesbians, Ashley. <laughs> oh boy. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need a minute?